Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to apologize. The audio on this episode was messed up because my mic setup, whatever I've got going on, something's not working properly. Um, so I had to just use the audio from my actual camera, so I apologize. It's really not that bad, but it doesn't sound that great either, and I, and I apologize. Um, honestly, guys, money helps us out a ton. I'm going to give you my PayPal address, which is fafjrock at yahoo.com. F-A-F Frank Adam Frank J-R-O-C-K at yahoo.com. F-A-F-J-R-O-C at yahoo.com. I've also got a paypal.me address. It's the paypal.me backslash RileyHouseMVP. That is R-I-L-E-Y-H-O-U-S-E-M-V-P. Most Valuable Player or Music Video Productions. But I, I do music videos on the side. But anyways, if you guys, anything you could send there would be great. It's going to help me get better equipment so that this stuff doesn't happen in the future. I feel horrible, but the audio, yes. Like I'm saying, the audio is going to be a little less high quality than normal. But uh, I hope you guys enjoy anyways. I just wanted to stop in and say that before the episode starts so that you're not wondering why the hell is Jeremy talking into that microphone? It doesn't even sound like it's on. Um, it was on, it just wasn't working properly and I apologize for that. So again, I hope you guys enjoy the episode and if you can send anything, even a dollar, send it to my PayPal address, fafjrock at yahoo.com or paypal.me backslash Riley House MVP, Riley House Music Video Productions, Riley House MVP. I really appreciate anything you guys can do, and I uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Have a good one. Absolutely insane. And so I'm sitting here, I'm watching it happen in real time. I'm like, they're not even trying to hide it from us anymore. Oh my God, it blows my mind, dude. So then I wake up the next morning and Facebook, gone. They deleted me completely. They were censoring me the very next day. The First Amendment is dead, you guys. The government has the technology to spread propaganda and misinformation like, like, like we've never seen in history. This is legit the Great Reset. It's happening right now. We deserve to know what's really going on. This is the Uncensored Truth. What's up, everybody? It's Jeremy with the Uncensored Truth. Used to be the Unredacted Truth, but thanks to the big tech censorship campaign that is widespread, that got taken down. It was deplatformed completely on Facebook. It had roughly 3,000 page likes, which nothing great, but I was still proud of it. And then they just took it down completely. I'm not exactly sure what I said to get it taken down, but it was taken down. I also had my personal Facebook page taken down the night of the election because I was on there talking about certain things like uh, the Great Reset, Contingent Election, Election Crisis 2020. I was basically telling everybody on Facebook that when we go to bed tonight, all the swing states that Trump is winning will wake up tomorrow, Biden will be leading all these states, and there will be no good reason whatsoever. And that's exactly what happened. And then I go to Facebook to comment or just basically do anything and I realize I can't get on at all. I'm off. Like I have been, I have been uh, suspended for 30 days. So I couldn't even go on there and say, hey guys, I told you, woke up this morning and about what, three o'clock in the morning all of a sudden, one o'clock in the morning, whatever, depending on what time zone, I guess, I don't know. But there were uh, hundreds of thousands of votes that came through for Biden, none for Trump, and he literally took over several states. And, it, and it's insane. It doesn't make any sense. Mathematically impossible. But it happened. And just by talking about that type of shit, you get censored. You are looked at as a conspiracy theorist. You're actually looked at as a white supremacist, racist, all that type of shit. So, so I'm... Uh, I'm off of Facebook, essentially, and I, I'm okay with that. Not only did my Facebook page get taken down, but so did uh, my partner, Eric. He uh, does the, the Mic Drop podcast with me, Mic Drop, Mildly Intelligent Conversations, where we talk about conspiracy theories like the JFK assassination, Martin Luther King assassination. We talk about false flags. 
Um, we, we had one about the Federal Reserve. That's the last one we did, actually. It's been a while since we've done one. We try to get together as much as possible. We're going to be doing more coming up, but it's just really hard to get together uh, during these times, I guess. And just got a lot of stuff going on, so we're going to put out more episodes for Mic Drop. I'm going to be putting out as many episodes as I can on the Uncensored Truth, which is going to be like my own thing. But I will still have it on the Mic Drop YouTube page. It'll be under the... Uh, uh, it'll have a subheading, The Uncensored Truth, and I will also have my own unredacted, my old unredacted truth episodes on there as well. So you'll be able to still get that old content that was taken down from Facebook, but you'll still be able to see it on YouTube there until they take us down from YouTube, which which is going to happen. I'm, I'm positive that'll happen in no time, but... For now, we're on there, and I mean, pretty soon we're going to start migrating over to these other social media platforms that are starting to come up, like, uh, well, Parler was there for a while, and then I realized I think that might have been just a controlled op, so they could get people over there and and uh, find out who the bad guys were, and then take them out with some extreme measures. And hopefully that doesn't happen, but I was on there for a little bit, and, and then Apple took it off of their uh, app store and, and who knows what's going on with it right now. But I'm also on um, uh, Gab and then also starting to do a little bit on the um, Mastodon. Mastodon is something that I just heard of actually today from the Tinfoil Hat podcast. I'm going to check it out if it works out. Great. I don't know. But there's a couple things that, that are coming out because of the fact that censorship is crazy. They're censoring you on every platform. Twitter's crazy. Facebook is crazy, Instagram, all this stuff. They're starting to censor people like crazy. So because the First Amendment is under attack, we are going to continue moving to other platforms where we can make this uh, happen. And, and, and I mean, they can't stop us. I mean, they can. They really can. And it's terrifying. But we're going to do our best to make sure we're still out there so you guys can get the truth. And that's what this podcast is about. This podcast is about giving you the truth because the truth is under attack. The First Amendment is under attack. Big tech is censoring everything and they're doing whatever they can to make sure that the mainstream narrative is the only truth that is out there. So that's why I made this podcast. That's what the goal of this is, is to get you the truth, truth truth and I have uh, the U is a V because I believe that the mainstream media has had a vendetta against the truth forever now and so uncensored truth hashtag truth that's the that's the idea there and I promise you that I'm going to do my absolute best to give you the truth the whole truth and nothing but the uncensored truth and there may be instances when I get something wrong and it's not that I'm lying to you or that I'm trying to deceive you. It's that I was wrong. Like I, I made a mistake and I'm going to do my absolute best to, to fix that as soon as it happens. And I promise you that I will to the best of my ability. So I'm going to have the Uncensored Truth uh, podcast video episodes coming out in between our mic drop episodes. And uh, that way we've, we hopefully can have enough content coming to you guys so that you can stay engaged, stay, stay informed, and also uh, ha always have something to listen to. Uh, we also we, we mix in comedy a little bit. We're not that funny, but we try to be. And it's, uh, hopefully it doesn't get a little too dry. Hopefully it doesn't, doesn't bug you because I know that some people are just like, yeah, these motherfuckers are not funny. And the thing is, is whatever, it's just natural. But sometimes we do get a little goofy, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. In this episode, I wanted to talk to you about the propaganda that we're seeing on TV, on the news. Basically, every single time you turn on your television, they're trying to manipulate the way you think with everything. Movies, TV, the news. They're, they're, they're spewing their propaganda. They have an agenda. They want you to think a certain way. They need everybody to believe a certain thing and think a certain way so that it, it, it's just it, it's programming is what it is. That's why they call them programs. I don't necessarily watch TV anymore for, for the entertainment aspect of it because of the fact that it's not as, it's not as uh, entertaining as it used to be, for one. Uh, but for two, I, I, I watch it to see if I can point out the, the propaganda and, and the hidden messages that they're trying to, to push to the population. And I usually do a pretty good job of figuring it out because it's so blatant. They're not even hiding it anymore. It's just, it's, it's strong. And, and in everything we see, it's there. There's, a, there's very few programs on on television, satellite, and, and cable TV that you can watch that does not have some some sort of political propaganda or some type of a political agenda out there that they're trying to push on you. 
um, some some sort of ideology that I almost always do not agree with because of the fact that it's it's coming straight from the the World Economic Forum's new world or uh, new world order the, the the Great Reset from the World Economic Forum and and I can see it. I mean, once you do some more research on it and and you understand what their ideas are and what their plans are, you'll see it as well. It's it's blatant. It's strong and it it reeks. So I'm going to give you a few examples of some of these shows that I've that I've watched recently that that are just coming out strong with with propaganda and uh, for for starters, one Grey's Anatomy. And now this kind of disappoints me because I used to be a pretty big fan of this show. About 10 years ago or so, me and my girl started watching the show, got hooked on it. I mean, we've watched every single episode. I believe they're on like the 17th season now, I believe. 16, 17, something like that. And the most recent uh, season was kind of on a hiatus because of uh, the coronavirus. And so what happened is just at the beginning of the year here, gosh, was it in January? Maybe late December, early January? They came out with about three or four episodes. That's it. Three or four episodes, and now they're on break for a while again. So I noticed the the propaganda that's been in Grey's Anatomy more the last few seasons than ever, but these last few episodes were insane. It was just over the top, and, and that's what's bringing me to the point where I, ha I feel like I have to talk about it. It's almost as if they just needed to put out a few episodes, like waving a flag almost, saying, hey, globalists, we're on board with your plan. The Great Reset sounds great. Uh, just let us know what you need from us and we'll stand by and wait for our next orders. So for starters, they start the episode uh, letting everybody know that they're completely swamped. The, the hospital is completely overwhelmed. They're running out of masks. They're running out of beds. They're running out of ventilators. Everybody's dying. Even the, the staff are dying. And and it's just basically everything you heard from CNN and MSNBC of all the things that were happening in New York and New Jersey. Just just basically a mirror image of that. So the very first somewhat normal scene starts off with two doctors talking. They're talking over FaceTime. One standing in a line that, you know, they're six feet apart and they've all got their masks on. Basically everything you see on TV. But they're all six feet apart in an awkward looking line. And these two doctors who happen to be have a personal relationship are uh, having like the most unnatural conversation ever. Because you, you wouldn't be having this conversation anyways. She starts off by saying, I'm just sick of sitting in my hotel room watching the news and seeing these horrible statistics and knowing that's not even half the story. Now, for starters, 400 and some thousand people died of the coronavirus in the U.S. and they're saying that's not even a half the story. Bullshit. We have already been told, uh, they, they, they said they were taking a liberal approach to counting coronavirus deaths. They said that right from the press conference were there, I, I can't remember the lady's name, but she said we're taking a very liberal approach to how we are counting coronavirus deaths. Anybody who has coronavirus, if they die, we're counting that as a coronavirus death. Even if they don't die from coronavirus, they said they're going to count that as a coronavirus death. So they literally admit that those numbers are going to be higher than they really should be. And, and this here on this show, they're trying to make it sound like it's actually worse than what you're seeing on the news. And, and that's absolutely impossible because the news is making it look real bad. And I'm not saying it isn't bad, whatever. I'm not going to give you my opinion. I have a fucking very strong opinion about it. I'm not going to give that to you right now because I don't want to persuade your decision because of my opinion. D decide whether you think it's bullshit or not on your own. I think it's bullshit. Didn't want to tell you that out loud. I just did my bad. Anyways, she says, I'm sick of sitting in my hotel room watching these statistics knowing that's not even half the story. And then the guy on the other end of the phone says, yeah, I was telling my mom the other day about how this is affecting the black community much more than it is any other community. And whether that's true or not, I don't know. I'm actually not a scientist, not a doctor. I don't know the whole story behind that. I don't think it's necessarily a racist virus or disease. That's not what he was getting at. He was getting at the fact that the hospitals and, and, and medication and treatment is not available to black people like it is white people. And whether that's true or not, I don't know. 
So they just put it in there because they want people to understand that the coronavirus is really, really, really bad and it's a lot worse for black people. Maybe because of the fact that there's a vaccine coming out and they want black people to take the vaccine because his, historically, uh, the African-American community generally is less likely to take a vaccine. They do not trust it as much, which I do not fucking blame them, but they do not. And um, I guess that's why they're, maybe that's why they're putting that out there to let them know that, hey, you're more susceptible. You need to be taking this vaccine. I don't know. What do you think? In the waiting room of this hospital, as these people are waiting, uh, these two parents start fighting. Uh, this one guy says, I know who you are. You're the guy from down the street. I saw you with uh, people over at your house and you were, none of you were wearing your masks and he just got pissed off. And, and so he, he swings on him. They start boxing in the lobby, in the waiting area, because he didn't wear a mask when he was at his own house and he had company over. Wow. Anyways, later in the episode, Bailey, her parents, both elderly, probably 70, 80 years old, they are in a well, kind of like an old folks home or, or you know, this this housing community that, that is where primarily old people are. And her mom's getting a little um, claustrophobic. And all she wants to do is go outside where the sun is, where vitamin D is, where where uh, her immune system can thrive. All she wants to do is go outside for a second. Of course, they've got lockdowns here. And so all that she, so Bailey gets a call from her dad and he says, hey, mom wants to go outside. I can't stop her. She's starting to go crazy. And she says, well, whatever you do, do not let her go outside. She cannot go outside. If she goes outside, she's going to get the coronavirus and she's going to die. And and that's the message they've been telling us forever. Stay in your house. Follow these rules. Wear your mask. They want us wearing masks in our house, I believe. Stupid. Now they want us wearing five masks, but whatever. She goes outside. She goes outside for a few minutes just to take a walk and get some sun, which is actually vital for your immune system. It truly is. And wouldn't you know it, all of a sudden... Here come her dad and her mom wheeling into the hospital. Mom's got the coronavirus and she is in bad shape. She's barely even breathing. It just happened like that. And uh, long story short, her mom dies. Her mom dies because she went outside to catch some air and get some sun. Her mother died of the coronavirus. I'm sorry for the spoiler, by the way. I don't think they were a big part of the show, so it's not like you lose, lose a, uh, a close... Um, character in the show. It's not that big of a deal. I think you actually meet them for the first time then. But regardless, her mom dies because she went outside for a couple minutes to catch some air and get some sun. That's bullshit. That shit does not happen. It should be the opposite. If you go outside, you're probably in, in a better, healthier environment than you are stuck inside your house with your mask on and, and hiding from bacteria and shit that builds your immune system. That's my belief, okay? I could be getting this wrong, but I I, uh, I, don't, I doubt that I am. Then you've got Meredith. She's the main person from the show. She, she's been running all over the place, just busting her ass, trying to save lives. But for the most part, she's telling people, hey, I'm sorry, your mother died of the coronavirus by herself. And, and, and she was lonely. She didn't get to see you guys and she died. And she's constantly doing this throughout the whole show, trying to save lives. When she isn't saving lives, she's telling people that people are dying. And it's, it's very stressful. But she goes out to the parking lot for a second. And then just like that, she collapses, like faints, maybe because she's overworked, whatever. Nope, it's the coronavirus. The main star of the show gets a coronavirus. And for the next few episodes, she's actually unconscious, never wakes up. Maybe she does for a second, but then she goes back in. She gets put on ventilator, like, you know, whatever. It's, I don't know if it's right away, but it's, it's, it doesn't take very long. And it's, maybe I'm just confused as to what the coronavirus is, but I didn't think it worked like that. I thought it was an illness and slowly it gets worse and worse. You have trouble breathing and whatever. You know, there's there's a lot more stuff in there. There really is. There's actually this one episode where I forgot his name. It's I forgot his name, but his mom is like the the owner of the hospital. He's gosh, what's his name? Can't remember. But he is talking to uh, one of the guys there in the hospital who happens to be her husband, uh, his stepdad, whatever. But he's talking to him, 
And he says, hey, can you please talk to her and tell her she needs to do the right thing? He said, look at this. And it's a picture that she took and posted on social media or something. And it shows her, I think it's at the Golden Gate Bridge or something in California. But it was a Photoshopped photo. She really wasn't there. And he says, but... She's probably at home. She really wasn't there. That's photoshopped. It's not really, it's not a real photo. He goes, that's not what I'm talking about. Look. And her mask is hanging from one ear, so it's off of her face. He goes, she needs to be wearing her mask. And it's like, oh, chill out, dude. She took her mask off for a second so she could take a photo. It's still hanging from her ear. And he's like, she needs to have her mask on. She's got cancer. And it's like, Stop it, you guys. It's just blatant. The show, it's like that from beginning to end. There's no real entertainment factor or storyline, really, other than the fact that coronavirus is bad, we're all going to die. So um, there was this show that came on after, maybe it wasn't the same night, it was a different night, whatever. Blackish was the name of this show. And it's with, uh, I forgot the name of the guy. He also has that truth to tell the truth show. Game show, can't remember. But um, he's on this show, and and there's this part. They're, they're, they're talking about um, this Black Lives Matter protest that him and his friend are going to. His friend happens to be white. And this must have been right after they went to this protest. And he says, we were at this protest, and he just went overboard. He was shouting and doing whatever. So clearly he was passionate about um, the the racial problem that we have in America, which don't get me wrong, we do. I think what happened to George Floyd was fucking bullshit. I think it should have been handled differently. I do know for a fact that the officer used uh, a tactic that they are trained by the book to use. Now, he should have had the wherewithal to know that this motherfucker is dying. He can't breathe, so you need to let up a little bit. You have to change your tactic if you're going to kill somebody. And I think he ignored that and was just being a dickhead and trying to uh, show off his power. And in turn, you know, killing this guy and, and it sucks. It was handled fucking poorly. It should have at least been um, reckless you know, reckless, whatever they call that. I can't remember what it's called, but, but I, I don't think that it was murder. I don't think he was intentionally trying to kill this person, but I think he accidentally killed him, but it was because of his neglect. There you go. The word is neglect. It was because he was neglecting to pay attention to what this guy's condition was. And it was deteriorating very, very fast. I do know that he was on some wicked drugs, fentanyl, I believe, which my God, my gosh, you guys, I'm going to have to go pause now because I have a phone call coming in. It's my girl. I'll be right back. This happens every time. All right. And I'm back again. Like I was saying, I'm really sorry that that happened. Uh, if you know anything about me, you know that stuff happens a lot. And with every episode, it seems like my phone rings at least one time. It's because I forget to shut it off. I'm not very good at this. Um, I'm unorganized and I'm just not good at this. So I apologize and it'll probably happen again. But uh, I'm kind of glad it happened because what it allowed me to do was gather my thoughts. It allowed me to, uh, to uh, grab a video I'd like to show you. I'm actually just going to play that clip from this show Blackish so that you can actually hear what they're saying and I can break it down for you and tell you why I think it's a bunch of bullshit. And it also allowed me to go get a cup of coffee uh, out of uh, one of my favorite coffee mugs. The Propaganda Report. Brad and Monica. I love it, bro. If you haven't checked out their podcast, you probably should, The Propaganda Report. It's pretty good, man. They're, they're a little bit of inspiration for me, if you will. I actually have been putting out podcasts for a while before I ever heard of them. And that's just because I didn't listen to a lot of podcasts. It's not that they're not knowable. It's just the fact that they, uh, I hadn't listened to a lot of podcasts. And so when I found them, I was like, yeah, I really like this. They basically take the, the top news of the day and then they break it down and let you know what they really think is going on or what, what, what's, what's the hidden agenda and everything. Because you can't just watch the mainstream media news. So um, I was able to... Uh, find them and I guess this this is kind of the same thing I'm not taking top story you know top 
top headline news stories and and uh, breaking them down for you every single day. But I, I may I may touch on some certain things, but um, they are definitely inspiration. I'm gonna drink this shit real quick. Yummy. Stop it, Jeremy. That's fucking weird. Anyways, so I'm gonna play you a clip from this uh, show that I was talking about and just let you judge for yourself. Hey, speaking of, does anybody know what the Big Reset is? Brought to you by Burger King. It's on the, the AMC app. When you are watching any movies on AMC, there's that big orange square next to the movie that says, The Big Reset, brought to you by Burger King. What the fuck does that mean? I'd like to know. But anyways, here we go. We'll turn it up. Hopefully you can hear it. There we go. Okay, so here's what I'd like to know. They said, so Gary was out there and he was just probably going nuts and screaming Black Lives Matter, blah, 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 whatever. And he's upset with that. He's saying, you know, how can you do that when, when you too are guilty? Now, here's the thing. I don't know if Gary did some racist ass shit in this episode. If he did, then yeah, confronted it, you know, fix it. You know, whatever. Then let's let's talk about that. But uh, I think what he's doing is he's saying by simply being white, you are complicit. You are guilty of being racist. Is that real? Is that what they're getting at? If that's not the message, you guys, please let me know, and I'll fix my my attitude and my my. Uh, my opinion of this, but I think that's a bunch of garbage. Here's what I think's happening. Um, for the first time in a long time, okay, what, what happened to George Floyd, like I said before, what happened to George Floyd was some shit. That was some fucked up shit. I think it should have been handled way differently. Do I believe the guy is guilty of murder? No. I think that there's neglect and I think that he just handled it the complete wrong fucking way. Do I believe that the way the Black Lives Matter community and, and a lot of these other people who did these protests throughout last summer handled it correctly? No. I think that by destroying thousands of businesses and, and, and causing billions of dollars worth of damage, I think that was the wrong thing to do. And they just let them do it. But regardless... Uh, it's just a big fucked up situation. And so here, what I think's happening is they, you know, for the first time in a long time, you had everybody coming together and agreeing that this was some bullshit. And, and if you know anything about the deep state and the fucking globalists, they do not want us coming together. They want us fighting. They want us at each other's throats. We need to be arguing, fighting, and we need to be divided. That's the only way their plan works, is if we are divided and, and we're fighting. So for the first time in a long time, we've got people to come together. They're all agreeing that this is some bullshit. What happened to him was fucked up. These cops need to have some sort of repercussions. Maybe we weren't agreeing 100% on what should happen there. But we do know that something needed to change. Like this, this something needed to happen there. And uh, this here is designed to divide us again. It's like, we can't have them agreeing on something. We need the black people to be upset at the white people who are standing up and fighting racism. No, you can't do that because you are guilty by association. Is that really what they're doing here? It sounds fucked up. I, I just, I just, I believe that's what's happening here. I believe that they're trying to cause a divide at a moment when people are actually coming together. It's ridiculous, man. Let's go further. So here we go. This is the next thing she says. What is it about this moment that so many people are finally comfortable saying Black Lives Matter? Where were they for Ayanna Jones? Trayvon Martin. Right here. Mike Brown. Sandra Bland. I 
think that after four years of overt tiki torch racism, it's socially acceptable for white people to finally fight for the dignity of black people. That's what scares me. Really? So if she... That's obviously, I'm done with this now, I won't show that video anymore, but that's obviously a stab at Donald Trump after four years of legit tiki torch racism. They think that, whatever, whatever she said after that, but uh, now it's finally okay for people to stand up for racism, but it's like, uh, she legit is telling us that Donald Trump is, le is tiki torch wielding racist. That's a... Uh, that's fucking bullshit, man. He's he's not racist. I mean, whatever. If he is in his own mind, then whatever. I I will uh, I digress. But the point is, he hasn't been racist. There's two sides to every story. Like when he wouldn't condemn the white supremacist uh, in Charlottesville or whatever that was, he actually did earlier in the video. But they cut it off. The news never shows it. And then when they talk about the good people on both sides, he legit says that the white supremacists that were there, that's bad, I condemn that, blah, 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 whatever. He shuts that shit down, but then says, but there were also good people there that, you know, and he's not talking about them, okay? So that wasn't necessarily racism. He wasn't saying that white supremacists are good people. That's the way the news portrays it, so that's what everybody thinks, and that's how they do that. They fucking manipulate your own thoughts. None of the shit that you have in your head is genuine, man. It's 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 manipulated information from the mainstream media, and it happens every single day. I don't like Donald Trump. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I really don't like him at all. I think he's a bad person. I think that he could have done a lot better job had he tried to bring the nation together, but instead, he was like, you didn't vote for me. Fuck you. I'm not, I'm not here to to, to talk to you at all. He should have been a president for all people and brought the nation together. But again, it was really, really hard to do when the media was destroying every word he said. And, and yeah, he did lie a bunch. He said a bunch of fraudulent shit, but I think he did that just to fuck with the media. Anyways, um, yeah, he, he's not racist. I don't think he's racist. He wasn't blatantly doing racist shit like the media would have you think. And that's why the Democrats legitimately believe he's racist. Now, if you were a Trump supporter, especially on the 6th of January, if you were out there and you were a Trump supporter on the 6th and you were anywhere near the Capitol, you were looked at as a white supremacist, a racist, uh, a, a conspiracy theorist, QAnon, Q-tard, or whatever the heck they call it. it it's, it's crazy because you're put into a box of and labeled racist, white supremacist, simply because you've got a Make America Great Again hat on, because you have an American flag in your hand. And it's like, how is that, how is that normal? I mean, how can that be accepted by so many people? Like, legit, how are, how are you supposed to be looked at as a normal person? Do you simply put your American flag down put on five masks, lock yourself in your house and say, orange man, bad, great reset, good. Is that the only way you're going to be accepted by the mainstream media and accepted by the, the, the globalists who are trying to destroy your life? Open your eyes, open your minds, turn off your fucking TV. Sorry for going on a rant like that, guys. That was messed up and I'm really sorry about it. It blows my mind how many people lose their shit every election. It's just like we're always fighting after every election. And, and I'm guilty of that. Like, like legitimately, the only reason I've even started paying attention to politics and getting into this as much as I had is because four years ago when Donald Trump became president, I literally believed Russia got Donald Trump elected. And that's because I started watching the news. For the first time ever, I actually started watching the news and paying attention like crazy. CNN, MSNBC, all that shit. And I was just, I'd watch Fox as well because I didn't, you know, I kind of had the wherewithal to know that I got to get both sides of the story. But but I legit believe that Donald Trump stole the election with the with the Russians. And, and that lasted a little over a year before I realized something's not right here. This shit doesn't add up. They're literally trying to manipulate the way we think, the way we feel, and... And, and, and I immediately decided, I'm a registered Democrat, and I didn't switch parties. I mean, I think I am more of a libertarian now, not conservative, not a Democrat. I'm just, I am more of a libertarian 
Um, and I'll probably change my party affiliation here soon, but, um, that's, that, that's the thing. Like I, I, I have gone through four years of hating Donald Trump, not the whole time, but now Joe Biden's president and essentially, uh, allegedly. And I think that, uh, I'm going to have to go through it again, man. I'm, I'm on the same boat, like, and all of a sudden I'm on the opposite, and I'm like, hey, he shouldn't be president, because he legit, st I believe he stole the election. This is my opinion. I believe that they cheated. I believe there was a lot of cheating going on, and I believe the evidence is out there, and most people are like, well, the courts looked at the evidence, and they said, nope, there's no evidence to support this claim. Truth is, they haven't looked at the evidence. They haven't even seen the evidence. The courts have shut it down before they could even look at the evidence because of the fact that they do not want to have anything to do with it. It's a big matter, and they don't even want to fuck with it. I don't know if that's the right way to do things. I really don't think it is. And that's why people were worked up on the 6th. People were out there, and Donald Trump is looked at as inciting violence on the 6th because of his rally, because of his, his speech that he gave that day. And that's because the media said... He told them to go out and fight. And the truth is, Donald Trump, in that speech, said, protest peacefully. He said, go protest peacefully. And then when they went to the Capitol, uh, what I believe, and I think this happened during the Black Lives Matter protests this last summer, there are people who infiltrated the uh, these people who were demonstrating at the Capitol, Antifa. And I believe they were what what's called agent provocateurs, people who show up, cause fucking mayhem intentionally, hoping that others will join because they're like, yeah, let's do that because they're they're pissed. OK, I don't think it's the right thing to do, but people sometimes get worked up and get caught up in the mess. And that's what the that's what the plan is with these agent provocateurs in Antifa. They show up on both sides. They will legitimately play both sides so that they can make the situation worse than it really is. And so then they show up cause a bunch of mayhem, and then all this shit happens, and it's and, and and they put the blame solely on Trump supporters and the MAGA group, and that's that's not what happened. Uh, for one, Donald Trump told them protest peacefully. We need to fight. So now go to the Capitol, protest peacefully, and then he even said on Twitter he released a tweet that said, "Go home. Do not do this. This is wrong." And Twitter deleted that tweet. And now they're trying to say he's guilty of inciting violence? No. If anything, Twitter should be held responsible for taking that tweet down. His tweets have a lot of power. A lot of people see it. And they they legitimately deleted it because they didn't want the people to see that. Because they don't want to see anything that Donald Trump has to say. They're legitimately silencing the president of the United States. How fucked up is that, dude? So yeah, it's crazy how worked up people get over the election. Again, I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. At some point, people are going to have to realize that no matter who's president, uh, the same shit's going to happen. They're just a puppet. The globalists, the bankers, and the elite are going to have their way regardless of who's president. They put us through this shit every four years, and it really doesn't matter the election is a fantasy. If elections actually worked, they wouldn't allow us to vote. We wouldn't be allowed to vote if they actually made a difference. So, so now back to the the uh, the insurrection on January sixth. They call it an insurrection. They say it's like the worst thing to happen since Pearl Harbor. They're actually, in some instances, they're saying this is worse than Pearl Harbor. And these same people are calling BLM and the people who burned down the cities last summer. Heroic. I mean, they're, they were nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Black Lives Matter is. Now, I understand that on the surface, Black Lives Matter is a great movement. I, I, I support it. But Black Lives Matter has been infiltrated by some very bad people. And they now have a political agenda. They're basically a political arm of, of the mainstream media, of the globalists now. So I'll tell you right now, with all the money that is surrounding Black Lives Matter, they do not want racism to go away. Because if it does, then they go away. There's no need for it anymore. When you have a headache, you take some Aspen or Advil or whatever you decide. That, that's a decision you make on your own. But you take it because that helps. If you do not have a headache, you do not take it. There's no reason to take it if you do not have a headache. If you're feeling fine, you do not take medication. So, 
if there's no racism, why would we need Black Lives Matter? There's a lot of money there. There's a lot of people getting rich off of Black Lives Matter. So they need racism. That's the truth. Think about that. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but 400 and some thousand people have died of the coronavirus in the United States. Is that real? Yes, it is. And just want to give you a few statistics here that I've found on my own and, you know, some things that I've noticed. The For one, like I had mentioned earlier, they said they're taking a very liberal approach to um, counting coronavirus deaths. Anybody who dies with the coronavirus will be counted as dying of the coronavirus, even though they didn't die of the coronavirus. They're going to mark it as a coronavirus death. I think that's deceiving. How are we supposed to do our proper research on this matter when we're manipulating the actual data. So that pisses me off. They're doing it because they need it to be as bad as possible so people are terrified and they are easily controlled. That's the thing. It reminds me a lot of 9-11 and look at the laws that were passed during 9-11 or shortly after 9-11. Laws that the American people would never allow happen but would never allow to happen but they did in the name of safety. Just keep us safe. We don't care what law you pass. Just keep us safe. That's what it is. Fear is powerful. And now people are terrified and they don't give a fuck what the government does. They just want to stay safe. So everybody's going to take the vaccine and they're just going to line up and, and do what the government says. Lock us in our house. Do whatever. Do whatever you think, man. But here's, here's some stats that just don't make much sense to me about this virus. For one, the average age of those who are dying is roughly, you know, right around 80 years old. It really is. It's right around 80 years old. And in in Italy, I believe it was like 86 or 87, higher, obviously, but that's because they have an older population. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but the average life expense the average life expectancy of a human in the United States is it's a little bit lower. So those who are dying of the coronavirus are in some instances, outliving the average life expectancy of a human in the United States. Women live a little bit longer than men, apparently, but it's within a couple of years. And so I find that odd. Not only that, but um, I don't know if you guys know this, but the cold and the flu are almost non-existent right now. And those are stats that have slowly been coming out. And they say that's because of our social distancing and mask wearing. And it's like, okay, so from the, if you guys know anything about me from the very beginning, I've been saying they want us wearing masks forever. They want this social distancing and mask wearing and lockdown to be forever. And their explanation as to why the cold and the flu are pretty much non-existent everywhere is because we've been wearing masks. So it was effective in shutting out the flu and the cold. And there was a news article that came out and they said, so we should have been doing this the whole time. And I guarantee you now they're going to be trying to push to have this go on even longer because they think it's going to eliminate the cold and flu. It had no effect on the coronavirus. So again, flu, cold, gone, pretty much non-existent because of the fact that we've been wearing masks and we were locked in our house. And really it's because of the fact that I believe they're just recategorizing the these, these ailments, man. I think that all the cold deaths, flu deaths that are normally there, pneumonia, heart disease, heart attack, all that shit now has been called uh, coronavirus. So although the cold and the flu can definitely potentially be manipulated because of wearing masks and, and social distancing, I'd like to know the stats on heart disease, on pneumonia, on these other things that potentially, or not, not ammonia, or pneumonia, but... Uh, um, diabetes, heart disease, you know, this other shit that, that I bet you is pretty much non-existent because that's how they had to get, they had to use that shit to get these terrifying numbers. So I can't wait until those statistics come out. Here's one thing that also came out uh, in September of last year, and this was from John Hopkins. They said that uh, some statistics were released just for a short period of time. Some statistics were released saying that as of September of last year, 2020, Roughly the same amount of people had died that had died in 2019. So we were tracking right on pace with the current, the previous year. Now that shouldn't be possible if we had 300,000 new deaths, 400,000 new deaths. Should have been 
way higher. Now, I guarantee you those numbers are going to be very similar to the previous year. If anything, they should be higher because of the fact that suicides have gone through the roof. So have homicides, so have drug overdoses. Those things legitimately have increased exponentially because of the fact that people are depressed after losing their jobs, after losing their businesses. Uh, so suicide's on the rise. It sucks, but it's true. Uh, and then you've got, you know, homicides because people are going crazy and dr drug overdose. People are, re um, people are relying on drugs and alcohol to freaking to feel better. And, it, and it's, it's causing problems. So yeah, there's going to be an increase in deaths because of that stuff, but they will probably see very close to the same amount of deaths from 2019 when this information is released. But again, it's it's probably not going to be released for a long time because people will freak out when they realize something doesn't add up here. And I believe the narrative is going to be that, oh, the reason why there's roughly the same amount of deaths as there were the previous years because we almost eliminated the flu and the cold deaths and it's because of masks and blah, blah, blah. And that's going to be their ticket. That's going to be their excuse as to why we should keep wearing masks and social distancing and keep this lockdown going because it saves lives. And, and it's, it's frustrating, but I bet you that's what's going to happen. They're going to try and make this forever. You guys, we can't let that happen. Another thing, so um, obviously this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of the world, and it's Donald Trump's fault. So they made 2020 the worst year ever in history. And here's the thing. We do know that the PCR test, this is the test that people take to find out whether or not they have the coronavirus. We do know that that test has been inaccurate, and there have been a lot of false positives. And the reason that is is because... I don't know the I don't know the details on how this tests work, so I'm going to say some things that I don't understand 100%. But I, I get the idea of it. Um, when you're testing for a sickness, there's a threshold that you have to have this test at between uh, 35 and 40, I believe. And the the guy, um, Kerry Mullis, I believe his name is. That's the gentleman who. Who invented the PCR test and in fact he won a Nobel Peace Prize, a Nobel Prize for this invention. Um, ironically, this guy died last year. Uh, no, 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 no. He died in 2019, just before the coronavirus happened. Uh, it was in August, I believe, of 2019. He died just before December 2019 when the coronavirus was introduced to the world. Uh, the guy who whose test we use to find out if you've got the coronavirus dead. Anyways, I'm not saying there's anything going on there. I'm just saying you should look into it. Uh, but he doesn't have a voice right now. He can't voice his opinion. But I do know that before he died, he said that when you're testing for the coronavirus, you need to test at a threshold no higher than 35. Because if you test higher than 35, say 37, 38-ish, then you're going to pull a positive on almost any virus because the human body carries almost every virus in the world. They have, I mean, like a dead version of HIV probably. They've got a dead version of almost every virus. And you'll be able to pull a false positive because of the fact that it's a very sensitive test. So he said, you should test no higher than 35. That way you get an accurate reading as to whether or not you legitimately have this illness, not just a dead version of it somewhere in your body. And we were testing at a threshold of 40. So almost everybody was coming back positive for the coronavirus. And even people who didn't have any sickness whatsoever, like coronavirus. So a lot of that has to do with how we were testing. And I saw a news article come out just a little bit ago that says the CDC and the World Health Organization are going to change the way that they test for the coronavirus. So now, instead of just having a positive and being coronavirus positive, just like they were doing before, so that number goes up, millions and millions and millions and millions of people got the coronavirus. Now what they're going to do is they're changing that threshold to 35, which they should have been doing since the very beginning. But you also have to have 
symptoms, and you have to pull two positive coronavirus tests before they announce that you have the coronavirus. Now, I don't know if they've implemented these new standards yet, but um, they probably haven't, I don't think, but it sounds like they're going to. So um, you don't have to be a genius to know that what that means is the coronavirus positives are going to drop significantly. And guess what? That's magically gonna start at about the time everybody gets the vaccine. And also, now that Joe Biden's allegedly in office. So he'll look like a hero. Donald Trump will look like the villain, like they intended. And the coronavirus will slowly go away until the new, until the new uh, strain comes out. But like I said, the, the globalists have a plan in place. It's the Great Reset, and they need us all locked in our homes forever. And we're going to you know, slowly move to a digital dollar, which, as you've seen, there's a boom in cryptocurrency and who knows which one's going to become the one, but I have a feeling we're going to go to a digital dollar and everybody's going to get a guaranteed future income and it's all going to be the same and nobody's going to own anything and we're all going to live in the exact same 1,000 foot by 1,000 foot hut. I don't know if it's going to be that extreme, but research the Great Reset. It's, it's, it's like that. It's, some of the shit is fucking terrifying, but... Anyways, sorry, this, this has been a really long episode, um, but it's the first episode. I wanted to uh, just put a bunch of information out there, let you know what I got going on, let you know what, uh, what I think about a lot of the shit that's going on in the world. If you guys like this content, please subscribe to the Mic Drop page on YouTube. And uh, um, yeah, I, uh, and, and, and we're, on, uh, we're also on all the podcast platforms. I mean, uh, SoundCloud. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, I believe. Most of them, I guess. But yeah, make sure you guys uh, subscribe, leave us a good review, and just hang out. And that would be great. You would be greatly appreciated. I think I'm going to start a Patreon here down the road once we're a little more established. And uh, for now, I'm just going to put my PayPal link right here. And if you've got some cash, man, just throw it at it. I would really appreciate it. It's going to help us out a bunch. And uh and it's gonna it's gonna bring this show, this this video series, this podcast, to to a better place. It's gonna it's gonna become higher quality. I'm gonna change the setup a little bit. I want I want it to be a more professional set. If we can really start um, bringing in some some uh, monetary units, then we may even get like an office space where we can have a real studio. That'd be awesome, man. I don't know. That's in the future. We'll figure that out later. I'm not really too worried about it. I just want to bring you guys some information and make you laugh every once in a while. But um, yeah, thank you for watching. I really appreciate it. Like I said, please subscribe to the Mic Drop Mildly Intelligent Conversations YouTube page. And uh, till the next episode, keep your eyes open because there's some shit going on. Anymore. See ya. Oh my God, it blows my mind, dude. So then I wake up the next morning and Facebook gone. They deleted me completely. They were censoring me the very next day. The First Amendment is dead, you guys. The government has the technology to spread propaganda and misinformation like, like, like we've never seen in history. This is legit the Great Reset. It's happening right now. We deserve to know what's really going on. This is the uncensored truth.